0: Powering up essential systems Booting root C slash audio logs Data cell discovered Opening data cell, dystropia, session 0 Repairing audio file
1: Welcome to the apocalypse.
2: Thanks, We're Craig. Now recording. Ooh. Craig's a champ.
0: Well, Thanks, Craig. Craig. He's so cute. Look at his little bear know, face. right? Awesome. So, thank you all, everyone. This is going to be super fun. I'm very excited. It's like session 0.0, you could say, of Dystopia. Which be a very entertaining and incredibly fun, for us at least anyways, podcast. Um, kind of poking fun at dystopian the dystopian genre of stuff also just having a lot of interesting themes and fun things to do with wanton destruction so
2: well that scheduling discussion turned out to be way easier than i expected
0: Already, are there any other questions as far as logistical things go or do we want to move into a uh, theme for the theme for this this podcast and building a semi-cohesive team of
2: um one logistical question matt hinted at it earlier but when this podcast is posted what's are you just gonna have the podcast name be dystropia or is it gonna be something more general and then the campaign name
0: be dystropia that that is something that okay that is something that dystropia is kind of a working title um i do like it i think it's really interesting but if we think this podcast is going to go long enough that we'll stray into other genres or other stories, then it would probably be a good idea to come up with a more general name with the campaign being called dystropia.
2: Personally, I'm really hoping that we uh, also end up recording chasing the night. Cause I think that one will be a blast. So I think, yeah, I think we should have a general name. I, I love dystropia as the campaign name though.
1: I agree. Cool.
0: Um, I do not have any ideas off the top of my head. Also, good news. We don't need to have an idea explicitly yeah. right now. Is there anything that like, I mean, just, you know, creative sparks pop off and someone's got something great right now. <laughs> I think if if
2: I think of stuff, I'll just I'll just put it in the general chat uh, as we go. I mean, you could revive Lizards of the Toast if you want, but that was never the best to name.
1: <laughs> it wasn't you. You fought for that name. I did. I, I yielded to you for that. I did, but you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Uh, all
0: right. In, in defense of lizards of the toast, I think that might be pretty easy to get a Twitter handle
1: for. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be because we already have it. I think that would make it even easier.
0: I guess. No, I'm I'm with I'm with Aaron. Lizards of the toast, while incredibly funny, may not be perfectly descriptive of what we're planning on doing here. <laughs> I think coming
2: up with a name will be a process because there's so many. Uh, actual play podcasts nowadays so we'll just whenever somebody thinks of an idea for one just pop it in the chat and then when we maybe when we record next or some time in between that one of us can go and look and see if there's already a podcast named that because there's just so many
1: sounds good all right i like that idea sweet shall we proceed on to the story story time campaign background. Story
0: time. Yep. Alrighty. So this, if you were to, if you were to run this campaign and and say purchase it from your friendly game store, and you read the the text on the back of the box, this is what you would get. Let me tell you about how the world ended. This game is no shock to anyone who had lived through twenty twenty one. After all, the downfall of everything we know and love came not long after that year. What no one really expected was just how many times the world would end. Just about every apocalypse imaginable happened in quick succession. Earthquakes made California an island. Global warming melted all the glaciers and rose the ocean and then they froze back again. Terry is still really jumpy about all those zombies in North Dakota. Eventually things settled down. Most of the apocalypses went quiet and people began to rebuild most gathered in small communities with just whoever was around them. Our community was named Eden. And I think rightfully so. As time went on, the strong rose to lead these communities, and the world entered a new kind of chaos. One ruled by warlords, modeled after the literature of our golden age. The young adult dystopian fiction that was so plentiful everywhere. We here in Eden want to fix this. And this is the story of the four people... Who are able to do that in a manner of speaking? This is Dystropia. That's kind of the the text on the back of the box. If you were to look at this, the general setting of this place, the general idea is that, yes, after 2021, many apocalypse, many apocalypse, proper English? I think it's <laughs> apocalypses. I'm not sure though. Okay, I, I, like, I like that also just because I'm getting a mental imagery of just apocalypse within an ellipses after it. But apocalypses, <laughs> uh, many of those happened. And so the world's in this just utterly shattered chaos. Um, there's not a ton of people left, but they've all gathered into these small communities. And because it's interesting for story and it raises some some cool like themes, um, the, the communities that you'll be sent into are broken by nature. And as, so you're, I guess this, this is a bit, it's getting a bit into, I don't, I don't want to tell you how to run, how to run your characters, but you are essentially a special force, um, special ops team, um, particularly suited to go in and destabilize governments and regimes. You can use whatever tools you like, but that is what your specialty is. I like it. So are there, are there any questions about, about this setting? Um, I guess to answer one question, as far as like a technology level goes, for the most part, it is what we currently have today. There will be a little bit of future tech because you know one of the obvious apocalypses that we have to go through is aliens. So for the most part, we're dealing with today's technology. There's a little bit of future tech, but it's not going to be like starting point is teleporters.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, so it it's it's com- oh so it's comparable to today. Oh, okay, I just need to change some background. Yeah.
3: You have to undo the laser cannon, Matt. Sorry.
1: I, I, Sorry. I thought it was going to be like a bit more backwards, but that was just me.
2: Okay. So Trent, we had talked about the idea of maybe these, some of these characters having grown up in, in one of the dystopian societies. And so my character idea uh, is like that, but I don't know how set your world is. That would be kind of introducing a dystopia into your world by it being in my character's backstory would that be okay
0: i think that's perfectly fine okay cool wait
2: matt what were you saying
1: sorry i i did like exactly the same thing uh i made a backstory for mine and uh he comes from a dystopian place too although there's a little bit of a twist on that too okay so i'll, I'll want to oh. check with you on that later to make sure it's legal
2: yeah I think it would be great if we could like run through our character idea and then you can tell us like, "Mm," like if, if there's anything where it's like, "Mm," let's tweak that a little bit to make it fit in this world better. You can, before we get into the show.
0: Yeah, I think, I think that's, that's 100%. Um, I think that's wonderful having, having some, some dystopias that are generated by the characters. It helps to ground the world and make it a place that people actually are from, that people actually interact with. Tweet.
2: Well, should we start with Matthew, or is there anything else you need to do before we get into talking about the characters? Or should we go ahead and start with Matthew, because he won't be able to hear this upcoming Saturday?
3: I think that is a wonderful idea. Okay. So, the a character class, I'm not sure what it's called using Apoc- Apocalypse World. Uh, I went with the Battle Babe, not because of the actual vibe of the Battle Babe, but specifically because of one of the Battle Babe moves. Uh, which was Perfect Instincts. Uh, and so when you do that, I can read a situation, and then if I use that information, the information Trent gives me, then I get a bonus going forward. So I liked that kind of based on uh, uh, a smooth-talking, fast-talking grifter. I thought that fit in pretty well with that. I decided to name my character Gregor McGregor. Trent, you mentioned that you're listening to um the Revolutions podcast. So keep listening and you'll you'll see Gregor pop up. So his name is his name is Egar McGregor or Gregor McGregor? Gregor McGregor and he's based on what is one of the uh most outrageous con men in history, as far as I can tell. I love this. So I thought that would be a little nod to any of the history buffs who might be listening. In my mind I envisioned Gregor as uh not not soft because anybody who was soft would have uh perished with the one of the many apocalypses but what passes for soft in this world uh so he's in my mind kind of a a a long thin face dark hair uh he's got one of those tweed jackets with the patches on the elbows and the patches aren't just for style they're actually because things have to be patched and worn in this world older gentleman i suppose Okay, when you say older gentleman
0: when you say older gentlemen, like how old are you talking? Are we looking like middle age, like forties or fifties? Are we looking like nigh on senior citizen?
3: No, no, like forties uh, and fifties. Uh, so I don't know if you want me to jump specifically into equipment and things like that. I I didn't base Gregor off any particular uh, apocalypse or any particular trope. I just thought that Battle Babe would fit in well with kind of the character that I wanted to play and. It helps that they have a little bit more armor and can get himself into a scrap and hopefully get himself out too.
0: Yeah, I don't think we necessarily need to go into into specific gear unless you... Actually, um, your special weapon.
3: Okay, so uh get two custom weapons. So the first one was uh, a silenced handgun. Is if going to be a sneaky type. I figure that's right. The other one is the one that I'm actually uh, more excited for custom hand weapon i chose a chain and you get to choose uh options and so i chose the head option and the uh, hidden option which gives it the infinite tag so i may have just created for myself an infinite grappling hook but we'll see if that comes into, into play here i like it um and one last question about mr mcgregor
0: would you classify him as a like a lone wolf is he Ah, uh, team is he more of a team player? Is he someone who seeks is he an introvert or extrovert? You know those kind of personality traits? Uh, I think
3: that Gregor is kind of whatever the situation calls for. Ultimately, you have to know he's he's looking out for number one, but not uh, doesn't dislike people. He just uses people. So he keeps people around, especially people like the rest of the team who have useful skills. but Ultimately, Gregor McGregor looks out for Gregor McGregor.
0: All righty. Thank you. Awesome. I think that is a great start. Um, anyone like to volunteer to go next to introduce the concept for their character?
1: Is this the part where I say I volunteer? Yes. You volunteer as tribute?
4: Well, I was, I was kind of hoping if you go next just because I have to get off like very soon. And I apologize. If my quality is really bad because I'm in my car right now. Um, But if that's okay, just so you guys have an idea of what I'm planning uh, before I have to go. Go
1: for it. I was just glad to make the joke. Yeah, go.
4: Yeah, okay. So I plan on going for an angel because a healer is always nice, um, and an angel looks like it could be fun. Um, I was thinking concept-wise, kind of, I haven't fleshed out a name for her yet. Um, Oh, good. But I was thinking kind of personality-wise along the lines of more of an introverted type who's just like upset at, at the world. Um, because she has to heal everyone all the time, um, and people keep getting hurt and nobody stays not hurt, and so she hates everyone, but will do everything in her power to make sure that you, uh, don't die all the time. So, she's just always angry, but still loves you, even though you keep getting hurt. Um, I don't have any of my stuff either with me right now, because again, I'm in my car, but that's kind of the basic idea, what I'm going for, um, is a little more introverted, a little more um, behind the scenes kind of deal, um, but is still there to make sure that everybody stays alive in this post apocalyptic world.
3: Perfect. Yeah. Sounds like a really good person to have on the team. It reminds me of the beginning of The Incredibles, where Mr. Incredible's like, I just saved the world. Can you keep it saved for five minutes?
4: I watch a lot of anime, so I'm going off of like angry female anime healers, like doctor types who are just always upset but we'll we'll still make sure that you're safe and maybe want to cut you open more more often
0: than not nice we've got ourselves a grifter and a healer we're well it... on the way to having a crew that's not going to immediately get killed yeah we're, we're we're looking good so far
2: all right matt were you volunteering as tribute for next
1: yeah sure uh i just need a moment to get into character well not to get into character i guess since this is just the background but, uh, so his name is, uh, Rex Kilgore. He's, uh, he's a massive man from the, uh, city of Newer down in the South. He's a, he's a gun lugger, hired as an enforcer. You know, you point, he shoot. It's as simple as that. They're not very bright. You know, he's not a learned man or anything. Uh, all he's learned is how to take orders and to shoot orders. But, uh, you know, it's really all you need in this world, isn't it? All right. What did you say his name was? Rex Kilgore? Rex Kilgore. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like
3: Gregor McGregor is going to love Rex. <laughs> it's just going to be like, ah, yes, my friend, shoot this while I go and steal that. Perfect.
1: Kind of. Yeah. Um, What I really want to do, at least with how I've got this kind of written down as a character, I want to be really careful because on the one hand, he is kind of supposed to be dumb as bricks and, um, He's not like a slave or anything. Like he won't just do anything that anyone says. But like, he had a fairly comfortable life in the city of Newer Leans. You know, he he basically what I was going for, and I kind of don't want to spoil the background, but I do also want Trent to check to make sure that it's legal, especially since this (laughs) one of these isn't really young adult fiction, and the other is questionably dystopian um basically um it's kind of this settlement is kind of inspired from 1984 a bit or as he calls it 19 eyes four you know they 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 need people to uh be in, you know enforcers you know they need someone to be the secret police kind of and he's just on the very violent edge of that so one of the leaders had the idea of having him as that specialty force um after watching the terminator and uh so he's just a really ugly Terminator who's also dumb. But that's that's kind of what I wanted to go for.
3: You're gonna use the governor's accent?
1: No, I'm not. You heard the accent right there. And uh since since he doesn't understand the point of it, he keeps calling it a Terminator. But so that's 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 what I've got. Um how legal does that sound, Trent?
0: That sounds perfectly legal. Nice. I love it. Question. Um so I know you said he's not too bright. What kind of dumb is he? Is he like not smart as in like struggles with reading comprehension or is it not smart as in makes rash decisions the
1: definitely the former he is he is more cool-headed um he's good at reading situations and he can understand like mechanical concepts well like he's you know really good with his guns but you know he's like practically not like practice he's he's like maybe a little illiterate he like struggles with big math sometimes a lot of like smart concepts sciences philosophy those just like fly over his head he's he struggles with big words but he's not like you know he's not like crazy he's just kind of dumb um and that's what i want to check with the gun lugger because a lot of the gun lugger tropes look like they're you know insane but uh, i want him to be maybe like more level-headed just kind of dumb does that make sense cool yes that makes perfectly good
0: sense so you have a character who's Probably got a really, he's probably got a negative one in sharp, but maybe a plus one in cool or something like that.
1: Yeah. So that's what I was asking about. Um, because, you know, the, the stat sets are a little different and there's actually nothing with sharp minus one, which I was going to look for. I think the one I did choose just off the, and, you know, with, with GM permission, I guess this would change. I chose the, uh, cool plus one, hard plus two, hot minus one, sharp plus one okay yeah that works but maybe maybe the last one which is cool plus two hard plus because i also i want him to be kind of decent at reading people and that's what like sharp kind of says read a read a person just uh i guess Mm -hmm. in terms of like having to be smart smart he's really bad at that can be street smart without being exactly yeah i get it uh so now my last gun lugger skill is not to be messed with
2: OK, so one thing I'm wondering is and Matt, I, I'm guessing that you don't want to reveal this yet. You want it to just sort of naturally come up in the story, but um, which is which is sounds great. But just have you thought about like. How did this very like loyal or at least very like not not a man to question things who was working for one of these. Dystopias.
1: What do you mean? Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, he was basically working. He was basically working for them.
2: Yeah. So have you have you thought about like how he ended up on the team of like Eden's dystopia busters? Basically.
1: Yeah. So he wasn't necessarily like super loyal to uh, uh, newer Leans. He just uh, you know they were paying him, and the one leader in particular was really nice to him um you know he 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 was pretty successful there that's what you get for following the rules and not questioning the government so when he did leave eventually um it's not like he's brainwashed necessarily that's just he was just following orders that's that was just the easiest way to you know be successful to him um and so you know now he's just doing the opposite but you know he's getting paid for it as well so it's not it's not really like a moralistic decision or a shift it's just well. I was paid for doing it this one way. Now I'm getting paid for kind of the opposite.
2: Interesting.
1: He's not, he's not like entirely able to distinguish. He's not like amoral, but he doesn't really understand the insane hypocrisy behind that.
2: Okay. Oh, oh no. Okay, cool. For a second, I thought my computer was randomly turning off, but it was just the screen. Wait, so sorry. Uh, So, he he's sort of switched sides, but it's not really like uh, a moral decision. It's just kind of like, well, this is where I work now.
1: Basically, yeah.
2: Okay. And then, kind of the the backstory of how that happened will just kind maybe maybe just emerge through the show. Yes. Like, okay. Sweet.
3: And I'm really hoping that your character is going to be the moral backbone because it sounds like Matt's d- character doesn't have any morals, and my character will do whatever they. Can to get ahead. So, need a good guy.
1: Not selfish. It's just, you know, it's just he was told what to do. And, you know, this is what he did. Wow. Should we get into my character? I can't wait. Absolutely.
2: Okay. So, this one, I'm going to need some help <clears throat> because I came up with this character idea separate from the playbooks. And I don't know which playbook is going to be best for him. So, the idea of this character is so so okay so there's somewhere out there there's a dystopia where like all of the citizens have hardware installed in their heads and what the government does is they're like okay instead of having to like sit in school and learn things the hard way you can just download information straight into your head but that means the government controls the information completely and nobody has really learned how to learn for themselves. The, the other thing about this is when they download the information into their head, it only lasts for, I don't know, we can tweak this, but I was thinking it lasts for like six hours. And so the government is able to, since these people, like, since they're not learning these things for themselves the hard way, it's not permanently in their mind so if the government wants to change their story or make something like you know like basically change history and say oh yeah that that travesty never happened oh that part of town that ended up getting destroyed as collateral damage during rebellion no it never existed and the people just they just don't have very good memories because they're used to just like you know, twice a day going to a terminal and plugging a thing into their head and getting all of the information they need that way. So he is, he's gotten out of this system, but he's, he's just like, he's just barely started learning things for himself. And so there's a lot of basic stuff that he just doesn't really know. So, so here's my idea of the character and Trent, you can tell me if this is, if we need to weaken this up more or, or what. But my idea is he has like back at the home base, he has a computer that's a backup for some of the information that he has, but he can't take it with him on adventures. This is basically my idea of how to make him not overpowered, how to balance him. He can't bring his backup computer with him. So he has two little drives that like basically like USBs that he can plug into his head. And he'll it'll have some sort of useful information or skill on it, but once he does it, it it, don't, it only lasts for six hours until it disappears because it just the information just degrades that quickly. So he's useful for hacking into computers because he can plug directly into it, um, and he has a couple of skills that he can use briefly. But then, other than that, uh, he he does. There's a lot of like, basic information that he's really naive about because he never learned how to learn when he was younger. So thoughts about
3: that character and the the dystopia he came from, go.
1: I was just going to say that dystopia is actually terrifying. (laughs) I was going to ask, is this inspired by Brave New World at all? Well, I've never read Brave New World, but it's a
2: little bit inspired by the idea of like, okay, like, this dystopia was started not as like a takeover and we're forcing to do things, but like we're going to make things so easy that you never question us. So it is a little bit inspired by it. It's also a little bit inspired by 1984 with like changing history and controlling the information. Yeah. And it's a little bit inspired Oh, and a little bit by season two of Dollhouse.
0: Okay. So I think what we would want to do in this case is I think your, I love your setting and where your character comes from. It's probably gonna work better as flavor than it is as the mechanic mm-hmm. so what I th- what I think we should end up doing is we should pick a playbook for you and then the fact that you know your character holds the majority of his of his knowledge and skills in a couple of USB drives that he keeps on his person I think that's wonderful flavor and that it it's still really cool. I like that I don't think it should be able to at least right off the bat. Um be like, oh well today right now I need to be like a savvy head, I need to be really technical, or like right now I need to be a medical person. Like I don't think we should be able to switch like that quite yet. That is something that could come up as characters level up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But but for right off the bat, I think it should just be like a yeah, um, he's just one playbook. All of his like all of his critical information, all of his useful skills are stored in these USB sticks. And he's kind of useless without them to a certain extent,
2: because mm-hmm.
0: that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from your description. So here's the question that I have for you. So I'm I'm just looking at like a list of all the basic playbooks. There are a couple of of additional playbooks that have been added on as the game has continued. So, I just I have some questions about what you want to angle your character into doing. So let let me let me phrase it a little differently. Do you want your person to hack computers or do you want your person to hack people?
2: Oh, you know. I think it'd be cool if they could eventually hack people, but they're definitely going to start out as the ex—the expert on hacking computers.
0: Okay, so what I think we should do then for your character, and this is kind of like a long-term concept; it can change over time, obviously. I would start out with your playbook being the savvy head. Mm-hmm. Then, as you level up, you can start taking—you uh, can start taking moves from the brainer playbook. Okay, because the. The savvy head is the—I mean, literally—they the, have—they have the shortest description of any of the playbooks. It says, "If there's one effing thing you can count on in the apocalypse world, it's things break." Okay. So this, so the savvy head works with like his his moves are like things speak. Whenever you handle or examine something interesting, roll plus weird on a hit. You ask the you ask the MC questions or like bone feel at the beginning of the session. Roll plus weird on a ten plus hold one, seven to nine hold one. At any time, either you or the MC can bend your hold to have you already be there with the proper tools and knowledge, with or without any clear explanation as to why. Like the, uh-huh. things like that. It's it's the the savvy head is the kind of person that you'll want to deal with technology. The brainer, um brainers are the weird psycho-psychic psychics of the apocalypse world. They have the brain control, puppet strings, creepy hearts, dead souls, and eyes like broken things they stand in your peripheral vision and whisper into your head staring they clamp lenses over your eyes and read your secrets
2: okay so that's brings me to another question and there's a lot of stuff in the apocalypse world playbook that has to do with like the psychic maelstrom or there being a lot of psychic stuff is your world is this world going to have like psychic
0: abilities in it are there psychics here the plan that I had for the world was basically that any it, it's kind of the idea that anything's possible you know after so many apocalypses um uh, you're not okay. really exactly okay. sure what's out there and so it's it's kind of one of those things where if we don't have a character that uses psychics psychic abilities then it may be something that comes shows up later but if we have a character with psychic abilities it is 100 confirmed that it is a part of the world that we actively use right now
2: mm-hmm okay cool all right well so with with my character the role that the role that i want him to play in the party in the beginning of it is like he's really useful in specific ways as far as like with the computer stuff goes or like especially like if they're coming into this world if they can get him hooked up to to a computer they can get a whole bunch of information really quickly and so he, he's useful to have around, but then also, like, the secondary role that he plays in the group is, like, he asks a lot of questions, which makes the other characters think about, like, the implications of their actions. So rather than directly being, like, a person who's like, no, we need to do good actions because we stand for something. Like, he's not, he's not the moral backbone in that way but rather he's like just by just by his like innocence and general good-heartedness he like makes the other characters question themselves a lot more and maybe maybe inspires a little bit more morality in the other more questionable characters
1: rude
3: one thing that i do i don't know in in the last podcast that we did my character fell into the role of like i'm going to be the captain america of this team i'm going to be the team leader and I want to avoid that partially because I've already done that and partially because Gregor McGregor is the leader, then we're going to wind up setting up a small kingdom that Gregor McGregor is the ultimate dictator over rather than liberating people.
1: Ooh, and then Rex can be your
3: guard. Yeah, and then Rex will be my chief executioner. It'll be great. I'm already thinking of possibilities. But in an effort to not hijack the story, Maybe Becca needs to be the team leader. <laughs> I think that would be that would be a really
0: interesting concept to have the person who doesn't like people be the leader. But yeah, so I guess that just that just one thing. So with this with this arc with this campaign, I have a starting point and I have one possible ending. I have none of the middle, and the ending can change. So a lot of it is determined by how how the characters, like who the characters are, and how they interact with each other in the world. So, don't feel like you need to be boxed into anything um except for good storytelling. Please be boxed into that <laughs> and good character acting, good character acting, yes, that'd be great too, yeah,
3: and I agree. maybe I need to come up with a slightly different concept now that I've heard what everybody else is thinking, but I at the same time, I don't really want to be you know the the organizer, the team leader so yeah and and you know maybe.
0: Maybe that's because there's there will be different there's different um stages of the world. You know, there's there is there's back at Eden where you have someone who is who is your commanding officer. You know, none of you guys are necessarily in charge at Eden. But when you're in the field, maybe that changes depending on where you're going. OK, it's definitely a possibility. Here's an idea. Matthew,
2: what if you have some reason to be here? say what if maybe you got caught stealing from Eden and so they like, you could be, maybe they're, they have something of yours and they're like, you got caught stealing from Eden, but you, after they kind of threw you in a cell, you managed to convince them that you had had a change of heart, but they don't completely trust you. So they have something of yours. So like, there's some sort of reason that you need to not betray the team, like something that you want. But then it leaves open room for, as you go, to, like, develop more of, like, a a genuine passion for this team's mission. Do you, do you like that idea for your character?
3: I do like that idea. I listened to a couple of other uh, actual play podcasts, and that is, like, exactly one of the characters that's actually one of my favorite characters from one of these other podcasts and so i don't know that i want to do that you're talking about greg piss <laughs> no not quite uh, it, it's, it is kind of greg piss too though it's similar to greg piss greg piss was a great character
0: i will say i will say one thing though that may be a bit of a trope this arc is called dystopia fair fair whatever you find interesting um i i it's i do agree um it can be interesting. Those are sometimes some of the best characters that are, you know, they're just kind of stuck. They're stuck in their current position because of some MacGuffin. It's just, it depends on, it depends on how eventually you played out, which that's a, you know, a broader character concept that we don't need to necessarily nail down right here, whether or not they have a, you know, a moral awakening and they join for for the right reasons or whether they say screw you and leave at some point, you know, that's a decision for you and your character to make later on down the road, if that's how you choose. So...
3: Maybe that will make things more interesting if we go into it and there's not someone who's clearly like, oh, well, I'm going to take charge and organize everything here. So, no. Yeah. Everyone can be like, what are we going to do? And I'll be like, uh, I'm going to go to that party. See you guys. <laughs> Just play it out as we go.
0: Yeah. And I think that's, I think it'll be, I like that idea of not having a necessarily cohesive team right up front or even for a little while because one of the big hallmarks of this series, at least for me, Going to be the idea that, or your missions, your missions to go and you know help these individual communities, basically end at that. Like you know, you see a lot of other, a lot of other, like I mean, especially with television because it, it has to, you have to have some sort of continuity. But a lot of other podcasts or stories, where, sorry, the how of accomplishing some goal is implicitly is implicitly given when the um the task is there, you know. Ah, uh, you you have a situation, and in the explanation, it's pretty obvious how it's going to be done. I kind of like the idea of with all of you and the team that it's not exactly that way. You're kind of going to be given very much like for for example, you know, you go to your commanding off your commanding officer, calls he says we have a new mission for you. You're going to go to community X Y Z. You need to liberate them. Transport leaves in ten minutes or whatever, and that's all you'll get. And you'll get there, and you'll have to do your own recon. You'll have to figure out. How you want to do it your own way, um whether that is a military coup, um an uprising, bombing the place, starting a rock and roll concert, however the heck you want to do it is great. So I just having having some dis- having some dissonance in the group could lead to some interesting solutions instead of like, well, we have a well-oiled machine that is ready to go and we'll just kind of follow the same military path every time. right. I can get behind that. but cool. yeah, I like that, yeah. Aaron, I have one question for you oh just one i have several questions for me well i have i have one question that's important right now does your okay. character have a name
2: uh that's one of my questions okay if we are going for tropes should he have some sort of like string of letters and numbers as his name
1: call him
0: wizard we're off to see the whiz i was thinking of like <laughs> let's see is that a dystopian fiction <laughs> The Wiz? Uh, no, that's a I mean, it's kind of dystopian. It's a, 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 what was it? It's a 1980s or 1990s remake of The Wizard of Oz, but it's all like urban. So, you know, instead of the munchkins, they're the they're the graffiti kids. Michael Jackson is the scarecrow. Oh. Huh. A really fun movie. Huh.
3: It's interesting that several of the apocalypse movies you've referenced, I have no idea, but I knew what The Wiz was. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need to do some research going into this.
1: I had to do so much research trying to figure out like what, because I kind of came up with the character first, and then I had to find some dystopian stuff around it, which is why I was like really iffy on like the does Terminator count because I mean he does come from a future where, you know, there's something controlling everything.
0: No, yeah, I think
1: think you're you're good. Um,
0: to go back to you, Aaron. Um, well, I think his like official name, like if you look at his birth certificate, being a string of letters and numbers. I think that's. I think that'd be interesting. I do think he should have like a more colloquial name that he's either taken or has been given to him. You know, I'm kind of thinking like honestly, all my inspiration for this one is coming. It's a, coming a little bit from Anthem, but mostly from Star Wars. You know, Finn, uh, whatever. What's his? What's his like serial number? FN two one seven or whatever it is. But he choose um, a Poe gives him the name Finn, so he doesn't have to call him FN. Or yeah. um, if if you look at Clone Wars, you have you know, all the cl- the clones give themselves nicknames. You know, you have fives or...
2: Yeah, I think I'm going to... And then as a nod to Dollhouse, I'm going to do something from the the NATO phonetic alphabet. So I think his name will be something... I'm I'm looking at these. I like Kilo as part of it, but I want to do, like... Maybe he has a string of letters and numbers, but he just goes by, like, the first i don't know i'm I'm still figuring out his name let's
0: see it's it's like ready player one where you know the uh everyone you know like the names are parcival or artemis but they're spelled with numbers it could be foxtrot no that's a little it's a little much
2: although bravo would be pretty fun
0: bravo bravo is great it also open, opens up an, a, a wonderful list of puns for when the person fails
2: that's true <laughs> That's true. Okay. His, his name's going to be Bravo Niner. And then his, his real like numeric code is like starts with B nine, but it, it, it goes a lot longer than that. It, like his, his actual name is much longer than that, but Bravo Niner is like the beginning of it. So when he was first introducing himself to this group, he like says the whole thing. They're just like, hold up, hold up there. Like we don't, we don't need, we don't need the whole thing.
1: You need to have a zero in there and pretend that it's the O in Bravo. I like no that. no because no, because Bravo
2: Bravo is just the code word for for B so his name is just a, it starts B nine and then there's like a whole bunch of other letters and numbers oh. so it's just Bravo is just is just the uh, like like when people are talking on radio and they say the word for the for the letter so Bravo Niner he'll be a savvy head um, also description of what he looks like he's kind of like a skinnier younger guy um he has like, on the side of his head a big portion of it is like you can kind of see the machine where it's built into his head so it's like goes straight from like you know skin for the rest of it to just being like open metal with a couple of of little like ports in it and but he's where he's from everybody like Keeps their heads shaved, so it's really easy to inspect somebody's machinery. But he's he's trying to grow his hair out now, so he can cover that up a little bit. So, uh, his, his hair's still, his hair's like, kind of normal length, but his his goal is to to grow it out long enough that he can cover up the
0: the mechanical part of it. Awesome. I have one question. I have one more question for your character. So. Mm-hmm because it's 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 kind of several questions wrapped up into one but is your character a fugitive of the of his uh, previous home? Yes. Okay, so just to be clear, that implies that A, the dystopia that he came from still exists and B, um they may not be actively looking for him, but they they, they he would be arrested if he went back.
2: Yes. Yes, exactly. So if okay. if they go back, he will have to disguise himself or something.
0: Okay, cool. Uh does this dystopia that he came from have a name? Or like even even if it's a local
1: reference?
2: Uh hadn't thought of one yet. Any good ideas?
1: Well it can't be New Orleans.
0: Is <laughs> it like, yeah, it can't be New Orleans. Um Let's have this
2: one be in like
0: It can be be Silicon Valley.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Silicon Valley. What if it's just called Siliconia?
3: I like that. All right, so he's from
2: Siliconia.
3: I feel like the the main head of Siliconia should be the recreated AI of Steve Jobs or something like that. It's it's. I love this. It's Mark Zuckerberg's head in a tube. Mark Zuckerberg. It's
1: just <laughs> someone pretending to be Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> or it's his AI. It's like his brain, <laughs> like in a computer. No, we already know he's a computer. Like, to- <laughs> of course, right, he would It's just software know. that's been re-uploaded somewhere else.
2: Okay. Uh, any other questions? Because this is really helping me to to round this character out. Any other questions about him?
0: Kind of the same ones that I've been asking of other people. Um, how do, how does this how does this person interact with other people
2: okay so he is a little bit like dependent on the people around him as far as like there's a lot of just gaps in knowledge that he has so he like with his teammates he kind of um like when they're coming up with a plan or something he'll say like what he knows he's like well i like sounds like to pull this off i'll need to be in this place at this time and then they'll be like well how do we do that and he's like i don't know get me there like he he, he's a little bit like he's he's very aware of how much he doesn't know um but he also asks a ton of questions because he's he's trying to start actually learning for himself about this world also something that's going to be difficult for me is i want him to have a little bit more of a basic vocabulary and i'm really used to just when i talk i like to use all the all the words that i've learned from books but bravo has not read very many books yet so i mean i don't know i don't even know if bravo can read he's smart but like
0: he
2: never he never would have had to learn how to read in school so maybe he can he's learning how to read but he's not very good at it so i don't imagine him like being very eloquent unless he like gets a dictionary on one of his USBs and plugs it into his head.
1: We can bond over our illiteracy. Yay. Yeah you can.
0: Except
2: yours is chosen.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's hey. it is
0: one thing that so there's one um there's one thing in Apocalypse world in the game. It's something called hex. Um it means history. It's particularly for shared history how well one character knows another. It doesn't mean how well a character likes the other person; just how well a character knows the other. Um, also, it is asymmetrical. My character might know yours very well, like a hex plus two, while yours doesn't know mine at all, the hex minus one. Um, the first session of the game, we're going to establish there. Are, there are questions establish hex between the characters. So every character does know another another character in at least some way. So we do kind of know each other a bit. Yeah. Everyone has, everyone has some level of, of shared experience. Like, uh, for instance, if I'm on the angels, on the angels, uh, character sheet, and I'm just gonna read the hex section for that because I hear, um, everyone introduced, introduces their characters by name, look, and outlook. Take your turn. List the other characters names. Go around again for hex on your turn. Ask one, two, or all three. And these are the questions. Which one of you do I figure is doomed to self-destruction? That character write hex minus two. Which one of you put a hand in when it mattered and helped me save a life? For that character, write hex plus two. Which one of you has been beside me all along and has seen everything I've seen? For that character, write hex plus three. For everyone else, write hex plus one. You keep your eyes open. The other's turns, answer their questions as you like. At the end, choose one of the characters with the highest hex on your sheet. Ask that character which of your stats is most interesting and highlight it. The MC will have you hi- will have you highlight a second stat too. And
3: that highlighted stat is how you gain XP. So when we're doing that, is it like, uh, who, who here is doomed to self-destruction? And I say, I am. Or is it she chooses who she thinks is doomed to self-destruction?
0: Um, so she asks those questions, and you all volunteer yourselves. Okay.
2: Wait, but it but we are determining what she thinks, or
0: yes, and obviously, she, yes. So you, I mean, like in a sense, you determine what she thinks. But it, it, it's one of those things where it's like we have personal backgrounds, but this these these hex um these hex questions a lot, um define a more they define a shared history, and it's a lot more closely knit you know what i mean so like it may this like which one of you do i figure is doomed to self-destruction and if matthew offers himself i mean we can we can explain that like yeah i mean he's he seems like i don't know self-centered or doesn't doesn't think long term and that could be the reason why or it could or she could or it could be matt with his character and she's like i mean he literally runs face first into violence like of course he's doomed
1: I was going to say, this sounds so, like an opportunity for us to kind of write, like, our own flavored backstory with each other Um, you know, exactly. that, you know, the the actual context itself isn't important to the story, but it just, you know, it adds flavor and that helps determine, like, you know, the, the hex. So, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I like that. And, like, and, you know, all of them are a little different. Like, for instance, the Battle Babes hex. Everyone introduced their characters by name, blah, 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 blah. Go around again. For Hex, on your turn, ask the other players which of their characters you can trust. For the characters you can trust, might write Hex minus one. For the characters you can't trust, write Hex plus three. indifferent to what is safe and draw to what is not. The others' turns, answer their questions as you like. Everyone is a little different.
1: Can't wait to ask which one of you left me bleeding. You traitors. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: My guess is it's not the angel.
0: I don't know, that would be really that would be really freaking interesting. That that would pair really well with she thinks that he's that uh, that uh, I, Rex is doomed for self destruction. In- <laughs> oh, that'd be hilarious. But yeah, well, that's one of those things we'll have to see in session one. Yeah,
2: that one we'll need to have everybody for. But I'm excited for that part. Exactly. That'll be fun. Yeah, like, like I also I
0: really love that'll the, be interesting. Head has great ones. Which of you is the most strange? Hex plus one. Which of you? Uh, which of you is the biggest potential problem? Hex minus two.
1: Those are good questions.
3: It's the gun lugger.
1: Which Which of you is prettiest and or smartest?
3: <laughs> I think Gregor would describe himself as both prettiest and smartest in this group. I Don't think either are true, though. But
1: they might. I mean, I guess in that one, it depends who has the highest hot score.
3: I do have hot plus one.
1: The system is a two d six, right? Correct. Okay. Just wanted yeah, to so double check. The system is
0: really simple. It is two D six. Um we can we can do something like roll twenty, but honestly, it's just two dice. I don't think we necessarily need to do
1: that. I like multiple D sixes more because I like the bell curve as opposed to the linear uh probabilities. Yeah. And also
0: I just I really like this system because it forces It kind of forces you to be a bit creative because, I mean, just looking at it, if you have a stat of zero, 50% of the time you're going to outright fail. Mm -hmm. Are there any other questions? It is 1145.
2: Okay. So uh, you said you don't want to have much mechanical stuff that comes from my character being able to plug stuff in his head at the beginning of the game,
0: right? Yes, that is correct. I am... I'm open to the idea of it coming later as kind of like found technology, but I don't want him to start with, I don't want to, I don't want him to start with the matrix where it's like I've downloaded Kung Fu.
2: <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Cause that was one of my ideas to start is like one of his USBs had Kung Fu. So he just has no fighting skills, but if he needs to, he can plug it in and just have it for a little bit, but we'll have that be something that he's going to try to find at some point.
0: Yeah. And again, because um, every, every person can fight, you know, every person can use guns or hand weapons. Um, If you want it to be flavor, I'm more than happy for that. But if you want a stat bonus, you got to find it. Okay.
1: Sounds good. One thing is you said that the like the MC's handbook for this is way bigger than like, you know, the player excerpt that you sent us. Um, yes. How do gangs work? <laughs> because I chose the skill not to be messed with. So I just kind of want to make sure I know how that works in terms of how I can deal damage and do other things because most of the rest of these abilities like make sense. Like This doesn't seem like a hard character to understand but uh, I you know, just want to make sure I kind of know what the gang else has, like for me because yeah. I do, you know, the idea I want to go for is his big flaw is that, you know, he's really you know, he's he's kind of hard to kill and he just keeps on shooting. Um, obviously, you know, to a fair degree, but, um,
0: yes. Um, let me see a lot of the gang section is literally like, well, how many guys are there? What are the issues with the gang? Okay. So here's, here's, I think the basic thing and I'll do more reading and I'll see if I can't get you like screen cap of some of this or at least text for it. Yeah. But so the, the big thing, when different sized gangs fight, the larger inflicts more harm and gets more armor against the smaller, each steps difference is worth plus one harm and plus one armor. The sizes in order are a guy or two a small gang 10 to 25 people a medium gang 25 to 50 a large gang over 50 so what it basically what it means is that when you enter combat as a solo person you can st- I think you can stand up to a small gang right you're yeah, on I stand as
1: 10 to 25 people
0: yeah so that's just a, that's like just like a general um like standing I don't. I'm, I'll have to read more to see how it applies, whether it only comes into play when you're against gangs, or whether that means that you'll always have some sort of ridiculous advantage against small groups of people.
1: I mean, you know, that fits in absolutely perfectly with how I want my character to go. Um again, up to discretion as for you does. as to how strong it gets to be, but uh I'm gonna keep
0: looking at it and see if there's different rules specifically for the gun lugger, but I think it just means that you that you can stand your ground against a gang and Yeah, I think you inflict one extra harm on small gangs. Excellent. A guy or two.
1: Fantastic.
2: Cool. Okay, well, I'm going to, in between sessions, work on actually, like, figuring out the moves that my
1: character is going to have. So I'll be ready to go next time. I'm going to do what I've been doing and just kind of post questions every now and then. Yeah. And so one one thing, if there's anything
0: specific to your character, like this is a big thing for my character, but I want to be revealed later or like something that I as the MC should know about your character so I can work it in as a story point, just message me privately. So that way I can make sure to work those story threads in so they'll come up and be nice little playing points for your characters. Good. Very good. All right.
1: Perfect. All right. Excellent.
2: I am really surprised at how balanced our team is turning out like it kind of has it's kind of like perfectly built by complete accident
0: yeah and one of the things I love it, it is perfectly built we've got a people person someone to make sure we don't die someone to make sure other people die and someone to get <laughs> us in the building but we've got no one to lead this motley crew so I love it <laughs> oh f- functionally dysfunctional so if that's everything I'm going to tell Craig to stop recording alright
2: thanks Craig
0: thanks You're Craig the best Love you, Craig.